Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of Spiritual Side Note. So good to be with all of you. Hey, if this is your first time checking it out, um, this is a podcast where my wife Haley and I just talk pretty casually and candidly about life and how to live more like Jesus. Um, as the title gives it away, this should just be more of a side note to your week, right? Where you're still engaged in your own spiritual disciplines, um, going to to church and being in Christian community um, and engaging in the word and in prayer. And those things are if you're a Christ follower. If you're not a believer and you just stumbled across this, man, I am so glad that you're here listening. Um, We are both pastors and we love Jesus a whole lot. And we just kind of want to share some different thoughts and ideas um, and experiences from our lives on how we've pursued Jesus and things that maybe you'd be able to implement to or um, at least explore in conversation with others. We hope that our monologue on this podcast launches you into your own dialogue, um, whether that's internally or with somebody else, about how to engage in your walk with Jesus in, in new ways. But tonight, um, well, it's nighttime. I'm recording right now. It's like 830. Um, but tonight, uh, my wife is actually gone. Um, so Haley has been on a retreat with her team from church. She serves on a couple teams. One of them is the Kids Zone team. She works with them, and they are on a retreat this week. And actually, they were supposed to come home today, but got stranded. Um, they were on an island where you had to take like this puddle jumper plane or a ferry, and they were going to take the plane. There was too much fog. The plane couldn't leave, and the ferry had already left. It was only ferry for the day, and so uh, she got stuck overnight there with. Um, a few people from her team so or a couple other people from her team so she is not here um, so I'm recording this solo but the idea of her retreating this week um, got me thinking about talking about retreat and what does it mean to retreat because we we talk a lot about rest at least Haley and I do Uh, maybe we don't as much on the podcast but Haley and I talk a lot about rest Um, and I feel like there's a lot of that in our culture right where we talk so much in cultures about busy and now we're starting to hear things about excuse me we're starting to hear things about rest and, and slowing down and proper sleep and and things that are kind of restorative to you um and so we're hearing things about rest but the idea of retreating is almost a step further than than rest um and the reason i say that is because we should be resting regularly you know physical rest happens every day or should happen every day um, where our bodies are wired to get sleep every night, to rest every night and rejuvenate to take on the next day. Um, And then God calls us to a weekly rest or Sabbath where we're supposed to rest in him, um, taking a break from work in order to truly rest and rejuvenate for our week. But retreat is something that happens more rarely. And and this word is, is a military term in, in its in nature um, and its origin, that to retreat is to turn and, and run away from the other army, right? Like you're losing, um, and you, so you retreat. It's like we are going to lose this battle for good, so in order to spare... M- as many lives as we can because we're not going to win let's retreat um but sometimes we see retreating as regrouping um even in military terms it's like hey retreat back to this place and let's regroup um rather than just like let's retreat and and run away and i think that this has some spiritual implications for us when we think about it in our rhythms of our lives whatever that might look like um for you some people i know love 
love to retreat alone. Some people love to retreat with, you know, maybe a spouse if you're married. Um, but, uh, we, we want to develop, uh, kind of a rhythm of retreat because our culture is so fast. We run at such a breakneck speed that, um, I think we need more, uh, rhythms of retreating. And what I'm talking about with retreat retreating is this idea of regrouping, right? Cause there, there can be the retreating of like, man, you're fighting, you're, you're in it and you're just done. And you're like, I'm going to lose. I'm going to run away and try to, um, save myself, lick my wounds, whatever the case may be. And I'm going to run away from the fight. Um, we don't want to do that. And if, and if you're there, like if you're there emotionally or spiritually, man, I would just encourage you to talk to somebody, especially like a counselor. Like if you're that, that seems to be bordering on more like potential depression or, or even just, um, uh, almost identity crisis. Just like, man, I, I don't know if I can fight anymore. I need to run away from this. And, I'm not talking about boundaries, right? We need to have set boundaries with situations and things. And so maybe there's a time you need to get away from something for a boundary sake. But I'm talking about like you are like, nope, I'm done. I'm losing the battle. I'm retreating. I'm running away. Whether that's out of fear or whether that's out of some self-preservation. Um, either way, it might be good just to talk with somebody, a wise friend who loves Jesus or, or go to a counselor and, and just ask them and process with them. But just ask some questions, trying to discern, you know, kind of where you're at and what's going on on in the headspace that you're in. But what I want to talk about is this idea of regrouping. In a non-military term, the word retreat by definition says an act of moving back or withdrawing. Um, this idea of moving back or withdrawing, I think is so crucial for our hearts um, to do somewhat regularly. Um, like I said, trying to develop a rhythm of retreating. And, you know, I would try to retreat with my team um, once a year on staff. Um, we try to retreat with our volunteer team because they give so much. They pour into our students um, week in, week out, both physically present at our ministry, but also just in, in texting or meeting up with them or things like that, where they're just pouring pouring into students a ton. So we try to retreat once a, once a year. And honestly, uh, I haven't done well at this. Uh, I've started doing better at this um, years ago. And I'd say the last two years, it's kind of, for the most part, fallen by the wayside. But try to retreat even once a month and having what, what I call a dog or a day alone with God. Um, and this is an opportunity for me to retreat from the normal rhythms of my of my week and my schedule in order to be with God, to, to regroup. Because again, we, we go at such a, a breakneck speed that sometimes we've got to just like cut things off where they're at and we've got to regroup. We've got to check in with our own hearts and our own minds and our own souls because a lot of times we can just go, especially again in this culture, in this day and age, everybody's so busy and we're so busy with all these things to do um, and you're just going from one thing to the next and, and I just feel like we've got to spend time in this regrouping. And for me, I think one of the things that I got to do when I regroup um, is just one talk to my soul and uh, the executive team, or at least our lead pastor and executive pastor, Jason and Ryan have used this language before of spelunking through the caverns of your soul. Um, and just the idea of doing a deep dive in your soul and 
a lot of times I think that this is easier to do or to do well when we've retreated, right? It, it's really hard to do a deep dive in your soul when you're, um, honestly, when, when I'm like resting weekly with my family because I'm around my kids and my kids need a lot and it's hard to, it's, it's hard to actually do this. You know, Hey, and I can have touch points or, or date nights where we're having conversation or even doing the podcast, things like that, where we're able to touch base with each other, um, ask each other good questions and whatnot. But to truly do a deep dive, I feel like I've got to retreat a little bit, um, and have these spaces a little bit open-ended where, um, I can, ask my soul questions about how it's doing. You know, maybe, maybe I've been hurt by something and I've let that hurt kind of just linger for a while. I haven't actually dealt with it. Maybe I haven't forgiven somebody or maybe I haven't fully processed why that hurt. Maybe it was my own issue. Maybe they did nothing wrong, but I felt hurt by something. Um, and I just got to process through that. A lot of times I have to regroup with myself and get alone with God and say, okay, God, how do I kind of restore these parts of my soul in a way that allows me to go back into the battle. Because again, when you're talking about retreating for regrouping's sake, if you take a military term, if, if an army is retreating to regroup, the army, the, the, the opposing army is still coming at them. And so there's a part where you, you retreat, you catch your breath, you regroup, you figure out what you need to change and what you need to do and you kind of reorient yourself in reality because you've just been maybe you've just been swinging away the army it feels like man everything in front of me i'm just swinging away with busyness or with verbal attacks you know i'm lashing out at my friends or my roommates or my kids or whatever and um i just find myself coping in an unhealthy way and i'm just i'm just doing all of these things kind of frantically doing these things but when you able to when you're able to pull back you're able to regroup and find alignment with your heart, your mind, um, your soul. Um, I think that that allows you to get into a better headspace with Jesus in order to then fight again. Now, I, I think it'd be remiss if I just assumed that everyone can retreat, right? Like, oh, you can get away. Some of you can't get away. Some of you, you're single parents or um, financially, man, I can't find somebody to, to watch my kids. Um, or you're, you're young and broke. You're like, I can't, I can't retreat. I can't get away. Um, and I would just, man, I would just ask you, like when you're in this place or in need of retreating, I think people might be more willing to jump in and help. Um, if it's a cost thing, man, you can retreat to your bedroom. Uh, if it's a children thing, and uh, hopefully you have somebody in your life who you're like, can I get three hours, just three hours? Or, or can you come over? I'll put my kids to bed, put in bed at eight o'clock. You just chill in my living room and make sure that everything's good so I can go drive. And I'm just going to drive for two hours or maybe the price of gas. That's not a good idea. But you're just going to go to the park. You know, summer day, you're just going to go to the park. Sun doesn't set, at least for us up here in Michigan, doesn't set to like, 10, 10 30 Foley. Um, there's still some dusk light out that late, um, in the, in the middle of June, or you're just going to go to a park and you're just going to have your Bible 
and you're going to have a journal and you're going to get alone. You're going to retreat with God because he is the source of life. John 15 talks about the vine and the branches and how um, Jesus is the vine and we're the branches and we must remain in him to, to sustain life. But if you're trying to do all of the, these things in our culture and our society, staying busy, hustling, running without staying connected to him, and that's got to be daily, right? We need to, to do that daily. Um, and, and to be in prayer and hopefully in, in the word. Um, I believe that biblically, you know, we're called to Sabbath. So I think we need to, to do this weekly connecting with Jesus, staying connected to the vine. But man, I do think we got to retreat because I can, like for me, I can rest with my family. I can rest with Haley, but I can't have these open spaces to ask my soul these questions, honestly, unless I'm alone with Jesus. And a lot of times for me, it starts with like worship music. And if I just like get in a headspace where I just play um, just some worship songs that really speak to my heart and allow me to bring glory to God and I just worship um, for a while. And that kind of gets me in this headspace of like, okay, it's me and God, it's just me and God. I'm worshiping him, um, thanking him, glorifying him. Um, but these songs just kind of speak to me. And that really helps set the tone for me. And then I'm able to have this conversation with my soul. Like I said, maybe you're at a park with a journal or whatever, and you're just literally writing questions down. I think that um, I've done this before where I'll just like, maybe this sounds stupid to some of you, I don't know, but um, where I'll literally like write a question on a journal to my soul. And it's me asking my soul, like maybe it's something like, how are you doing? And then I'll respond as if my soul's responding to me. Is that, uh, you know, maybe this means it's like a dichotomy within myself or, or whatnot. Um, and I don't mean it to because I want there to be uniformity. But sometimes I have to act like there's two parts of me: my flesh part, right, my human part that wants to fight against culture or fight um, a long culture, wants to go with the flow and keep it with the Joneses and stay busy. There's that flesh part of me. And then there's a soul part of me. That's a God given part. That's the image and likeness of who God is that's inside of me. And sometimes I'm only thinking and operating out of my flesh, um, because I think I can handle it and I got it and I'm just running and I'm whatever. And so sometimes I have to ask my soul almost as if it's another person, how are you doing? What's going on? What do you need to say to me? You know, are you are you tired? Are you burdened? Are you weak? Are you lonely? Have I been ignoring soul care? What what might be those things? But then actually write down as if my soul is responding to me. Like I said, you might think I'm crazy just for doing that, but I think that that can be a helpful way to begin to pick apart um, the areas of my life that maybe I'm trying to do on my own in my own flesh, um, out of my own power and my own work. Um, rather than living in the peace and the freedom of who God's made me to be in the way that he's wired me in order to do the things that he's asked of me. And so that's a practice that um, I haven't used a lot, but I find it's helpful and I've heard other people use it. Um, but just again, this idea of retreating and asking your soul good questions. Um, and this allows you again to process through, man, I'm saying again a lot. I, I just keep referring back to things that I've already said, but uh, just allows you to process through things that, that again, maybe it happened to you, you kind of thought about it, but you didn't really work through and you just need to, right? You need to work through that thing that somebody said that, really cut deep um, and you don't know why it hurt you. You don't know why you reacted defensively, but you did. And so now it's time in these retreat moments to ask yourself that question. 
why are you downcast, O my soul? As, as David writes in the Psalms, you know, asking, he asks himself, why are you downcast? Why are you sad? Why are you heavy burden? And I think these things are crucial. And, and, and I'm not, what I'm about to say does not, does not negate the difficulty of things we go through. But Jesus said, come to me, all who are weary and heavy burdened and I will give you rest. So when our souls feel this way, maybe there's something we haven't brought to Jesus. We haven't brought this to him, whether it's, man, I'm trying to operate on my flesh, Jesus, and I need your help, or, or I've been operating out of this hurt. You know, somebody said something to me years ago, and everything I've been doing in my career or with my family has simply been to prove that person wrong, that I've been chasing, I've been running, I've been hustling in order to counter what they said because what they said hurts. And, and I just want to counter that. I want to go against that. And having this space of retreating, again, not to run away, because we don't want to run away out of fear. We don't want to run away out of avoidance, um, because the fight's still on. There's a spiritual battle happening for the souls of humanity. And so the fight is, is still going to happen. And when you fight well, the fight gets harder because Satan's going to come after you harder. Not, not him personally, because he's not omnipotent, but he's going to send attacks. He's going to send uh, his army against you. And so there's times where we got to regroup and say, God, I, I can't fight. I can't do this well without you. And, and really we see Jesus retreating. This is something he did way more regularly than once a year, at least the way it's portrayed in the Gospels, because sometimes the timeline gets a little bit uh, hairy because, uh, you know, a large chunk of each of the Gospels actually all happened in one week. Um, it's something like a quarter of the Gospels all happened within the, the last week or a third of the Gospels um, all happened within Holy Week um, went from when Jesus came in on Palm Sunday um, to when he rose again. But um, anyways... Uh, but we see Jesus retreating. It, it says regularly that he, he walked away from the crowds. Or at one point, he actually sends his disciples across the lake. It says that he sent the people away. I think this is right after he fed the 5,000 or the 4,000. Um, that's the other thing that's crazy is he fed 5,000 people. But then he also fed 4,000 people with like seven loaves and two fish or something like that. Um, he did it twice. It's just wild. Anyways, he sends the crowd away, but then he sends the disciples across the river in the boat so that he can have some time retreating alone with his heavenly father. And the biggest thing I would say when you retreat is ask God, God, please speak to me in my identity. There is so much so much identity confusion in our world so much most most commonly in adults at least our identity gets wrapped up in our jobs right somebody you meet somebody for the first time they ask you your name what's the second question they ask you what do you do right there is so much tied to our identity and i i actually don't like asking that question well what do you do like for work um, but actually starting with like, what do you enjoy spending your time on? Right. Because that, that gets at a similar question of what do you do? Like, what do you do with your time? Most of the time people, when they say, well, what do you do? They're saying, what do you do for work? But what do you enjoy spending your time on? Cause that gets at what are your hobbies? What do you care about? What do you prioritize in your life? You know, if it's, if it's 
being outside or if it's family or if it's food some people man i if it's me like i literally have vacations planned in my future around good food so um yeah i'm 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 a food person myself but um whatever it is when you ask that question just gets at um the heart of, of someone anyways off topic a little bit there um but we need to retreat we need to get away and we need to ask ourselves like jesus did when he got away and he he asked the father um or he spent time with the father excuse me and we need to do that because we need him to speak to our identity so it's not just about what we do that our identity is tied to um and there's there's even so much other confusion just with in our whole world with, with everything going on that we can just get so wrapped up in other things, other movements, or even, even mob mentality a little bit, or, um, getting caught up in social media, whatever the case may be, where, where I, we let other things speak to our identity more than we let God. And he is the creator of you. He is, he designed you. Um, he made you in his image and in his likeness. Every single human is made in the image and likeness of God and is an image bearer of him. You don't get adopted in the family of God unless you receive him as your personal Lord and Savior, right? Unless you choose that. Um, but everyone is is an image bearer of God. And so he knows you. And so when we retreat, when we regroup, I think one of the biggest things you can do is God reaffirm my identity in you because I can't do, I can't go back to fighting the battle. I can't go back to, to the attacks. I can't go back to going against the enemy unless my identity is founded in you. And I can operate out of that peace and out of that person who you created me, me to be the way that I'm wired, doing the things that you've called me to do. Cause when you're, when your schedule is full, but you've made those decisions in peace, doing what God has asked you to do, man, you have a lot more energy. I feel like you got a lot more fight in you than when you're just doing things to stay busy. When you're just doing things haphazardly or without thinking, you say yes. Um, but establishing healthy rhythms and healthy boundaries so that you can keep fighting well and then keep retreating well and building retreating into a rhythm. Even if that's once a year, you hold it up in your bedroom for three, four hours. But ask yourself good questions. Soul, how are you doing? Where is your identity today? Have you experienced hurt recently? Maybe what do you need to process? How long have I neglected you? Why are you sad? And, and just begin to ask some of these questions and see what comes out. And man, hopefully there becomes unity between your flesh and, and your soul because your flesh, we want to make obedient to our soul, right? We don't want to always live in this. My flesh does this one thing and my soul does this other thing. No, eventually Christian maturity, I think, is learning to submit our fleshly desires to our, our souls, and let the Spirit of God dwelling within us lead and guide us. And so we need, to, we need to submit to that. But I believe that we need to have these conversations with ourselves, one-on-one with God, just raw, authentic, vulnerable conversations, and let God speak to you. Let Him convict you of things in your life. Let Him challenge you. But let Him speak to the truth of who you are, to your identity, because you are His, created by Him, an image bearer of, of His and you are his. And so we just need to make sure that we set aside time for that.
and we need to retreat. We need to get away, not to run away, to withdraw in order to regroup and go back to the battle. So like I said at the beginning, I hope that this podcast launches you into your own dialogue with yourself or with somebody else of what it looks like to retreat well in your life. Thanks so much for tuning in, man. I hope you have an awesome week. Um, and I look forward to having my bride back with me, um, for the next episode, uh, because her voice is a lot nicer to listen to. So we will talk to you soon. Later, everybody.